Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Porpoise Pod. Brendan Tobin here alongside my co-host, Alejandro Solano, who is, as I like to say, boots on the ground. What's going on, Solano? How are you, man? Boots on the ground in a cold-ass Cincinnati. Tobin, I didn't even check the weather. Like, I just jumped on a plane all willy-nilly ready for uh, for summer. And I'm like, holy bleep, it's uh, it's not 80 degrees in the rest of the country. I forgot. So, like, what is the weather there? What is it? Is it, like, sweater weather? Like, what are we going? Like, are the Dolphins going into harsh conditions tomorrow? No, I think I think I saw kickoff. It's going to be around, like, 50 55 that's pretty cold that, it's cold man like i got off the plane and i'm you know i'm wearing slacks and uh and like a a little windbreaker or whatever but it's kind of cold a little brisk um, but I, I mean it's it's hell down here it's so hot i mean right now we're dodging <laughs> tornadoes like last night i had like four tornado warnings hit my phone i was like like oh, oh my god and i saw like what happened through del rey which is like two towns south of me they got wrecked by a tornado, and this isn't yeah. even supposed to be the hurricane yet. So, uh, it's a little wild down here. So you you're better off up there in the uh, what what the hell do they call it? is it Queen City? Is that what they call it? What the is that, it I, I don't even know. I yeah. look look. Anytime I'm in Ohio, you know, I I, yeah. I try not to uh, familiarize myself too much because let's be honest, Tobin. I mean, what they got chili up here? That's what that that's what they're offering us here in, in Cincinnati skyline chili, which by the way I've had just disgusting uh there's really cinnamon, cinnamon in the chili it's like poured over a bed of noodles that are undercooked and then there's so much like i don't even know like water in the chili that then there's just like a, a almost like a a bowl of water Ugh. that's just souping underneath the the, the spaghetti it skyline chili sucks pollo <laughs> tropical way better flanagan's way wow. better uh, La Carreta better. Anything you want to put, any establishment from South Florida, way better. I can't wait to get this fourth dub. Get the hell out of this city, Tobin. I, I I'm in Ohio and I'm uneasy. I understand. Ohio sucks, dude. You don't have to. You don't have to sell me on that. <laughs> it is apparently the Queen City. Uh, okay. If you Google nickname for Cincinnati, they go by Cincy, the Natty, the Queen City, the Queen of the West, the Blue Chip City, and the City of Seven Hills. All well, right. I like to call it garbage. I like to call it basically Kentucky. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you actually fly into, I didn't know this, you fly into Kentucky to get to Cincinnati. Then you drive over the, the Kentucky-Ohio border. So you're basically in Kentucky Extended. Sounds like there was like, you know, there was maybe like a, a quarrel one day between Ohio and Cincinnati and just to like <laughs> compromise. It's like, listen, we'll give you Cincinnati. And Kentucky's like, all right, you guys can have it. It's fine. Whatever. That's all. Uh, that's all good. But um, OK, so like what is like, did this hurricane affect the Dolphins at all in any way? Because I know that they're still trying to figure out what was going on with the Bucks. I saw that Darlington reported today that. It's unlikely that Hard Rock is going to be a replacement location for them. So, I mean, good luck. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. But um, it, does this affect – because this is a weird week. You know, Thursday night football is always strange. This has been a quick turnaround. They're not really practicing. They're kind of doing walkthroughs and things like that. So, uh, does this affect the team in any way, you think? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, they're not practicing, right? And these short weeks, Tobin – how much are they really gaining from walkthroughs? I'm not downplaying the importance of them, but, you know, they just didn't meet in the morning. I'm in Cincinnati. We're recording right now. It's like one. They'll meet now in an hour, you know? Like, it, it, what's the difference? They'll just do the walkthrough, uh, the, the walkthrough in the ballroom here at the hotel in Cincinnati instead of doing it in the, uh, in the team facility. So, I don't know. Do you think it's going to affect them? I really don't. Uh, the only, I mean, like the only thing I'm worried about is just turnaround and recovery. And that's, that's really what I'm more concerned with, I guess, than just pure, you know, preparation. I think that they can handle that. Um, you know, seeing yesterday's injury report, like they, these are kind of, and, and McDaniel explained this, these are kind of, um, I don't know what the right word for the right term for it is. I guess predictors of what it would have been if they really practiced. And so like Tua, for example, would have been limited yesterday in practice. Um, Teron Armstead wouldn't have participated, but he didn't participate last week. And I think that's kind of more the concern I have is like guys like Armstead, guys like Xavier Howard, who have kind of been banged up as it is, and they've had a full week to recover. What is the turnaround? Like, is that enough time for them to turn around? and and truly get ready and geared up for the game um and then of course too is the biggest question because he seems like he's dealing with a whole hell of a lot of stuff he's dealing with the back injury he's dealing with the ankle obviously you have this investigation going into his head with the uh the concussion protocol but hearing him yesterday the only thing that he really seemed uh, bothered by was the back but it's the most severe thing because he says it affects the way that he throws and that it was a pretty hard game for him to get through so you know, I, I kind of threw out there a lot. I'm curious about your thoughts about this. Yes, uh, yesterday is as much as I love the sexy matchup between Tua and Joe Burrow because it's the draft showdown. Tua's kind of on this revenge tour. I'd love to stick it right in Ryan Fitzpatrick's face. And by the way, I see him doing his little damage control this week. I'm not buying it. Um, but you're three and zero. You got two division wins, so essentially you have tie breaks right now. I don't know if it's the dumbest thing in the world if they just tell Tua, hey, sit this one out, and then we get extra rest going into the Jets game because it's a tough it's a tough ask as it is already. You you just played this grueling game. He clearly was banged up and hurt by it pretty seriously. You know, so some people agree with this. Some people think I'm soft and an idiot for thinking this. I don't know. What, where do you land on that? The idea if they almost maintenance program Tua. Yeah, I mean, Tobin, come on. Man up. What are we doing here? It's the the National Football League. I mean, well, uh, 
what they do no. to their dude. There are so many people just the bodies are falling by the wayside every week, and I'm just like, ah, it's an extra game. You got a three and zero start. Maybe sit my quarterback for two weeks until he has to play the Jets. Yeah, I I'm of the same mentality as you. You're up. You're, I mean, this has been the better than ideal start to the season. You won the first three games, and now right. you're playing the team that barely lost the Super Bowl last year. And if you you take away what they've done this year, if I would have told you they go into the season three and zero and they lose Thursday night football because two is a little banged up, you would have taken that, right? Like, there's no Absolutely. doubt in my mind. Every Dolphins fan would have I, taken that. But but I but think Tobin, he's going. Me, I think he's let, going to play. Like I just want to say that. Flat. Like yeah. hearing him speak yesterday, I don't think he's going to let them do that because I think that you, sometimes you get these these things with players. I think they want to beat narratives, and I think Tua definitely wants to k- kill the durability thing just like he wants to kill the arm thing. Like he wants to, you know, kind of burn it all to the ground and, and shut everybody up this year. I'm just saying, if I'm just saying a responsible outsider, just saying, you know, that little voice in the back, what if we just set him for a week and it's responsible and then he's way better for the rest of the season? And, and it's probably like I get shouted down in a meeting room, like, man up, buttercup. <laughs> So here's why here's why I agree with you. I do think he's going to play because he finished the game against Buffalo. And I think he already shut down the durability thing. If you're still questioning Tua's durability after his back was probably jello in that hit and he comes back and he hits a third and 22 to Jalen Waddle, which sets up the game-winning drive, you're out of your bleeping mind. Like you don't know football if you're questioning durability and Tua Tungavailoa to this day. But Tobin, here's the nickname I've gotten for myself. I had surgery. We, we've talked about it. I was yeah. on crutches. Yep. And here's a nickname that I've gotten here amongst the uh, the Dolphins, uh, you know, media conglomerate oh, that boy. I travel with. One stitch. That's what they're calling me. <laughs> what? Kim Bocamper, Kim Bocamper <laughs> coined me as one stitch. I have not more going around here. I'm in the elevator with them. Hey, it's one stitch. Look at that. Wow. There's just they, hazing going on. Even, even in the, they just miss <laughs> hazing so much. They bullied me into not bringing my crutches on what? this trip because I'm I'm just rattled at being called one stitch. Bo Camper said, "Slana, when I played, I was I was ten years older than you. I tore my meniscus. I chopped it off. I played forty eight hours later. You're three weeks post op and you're traveling with a crutch. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, like <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bo Camper could do surgery by himself if he needed to. <laughs> just throw a little he, rubbing alcohol on it. He's good to go." <laughs> Yeah, so um, just to give you a little mindset of how these guys think, he's playing tomorrow. Like, we're out of our mind. The only thing that does concern me, to your point, to your point, I had the quote written down here. He was asked, which injury is more uh, problematic? I'm reading from the Herald, and he said it's more the back, like you mentioned. And then he said it affects everything, having to twist, hand the ball off, having to toss the ball, having to throw the ball as well, obviously. So that is a little concerning. I'm with you. Like, if Tool wakes up tomorrow... And he's just saying, guys, there's no way. I'm doing everything I can, but there's no way. I'm going to go and further aggravate this injury, which could then affect you against teams you have to beat. The Jets, the Vikings, right? Like, those are the teams you have to beat, Mm -hmm. especially that little stretch at home when you have Houston, you have Cleveland, Sunday night football against the Steelers. All eyes will be on you. I would rather Tua be healthy for those games and not, you know, further jeopardize the future of this this uh, this run that they're on right now um, by playing tomorrow on a short week, but I I just don't I, I, nah, I think they don't have play. it in them. Yeah, no, I don't. I, look, dude, like 
look, I know you guys have beef, but even with my guy Leroy, like he has just gotten his thumb bone fusion, bone fusion from a football injury because his thumbs literally don't work from playing football. And his mentality was, I think I'm going to get them both done. I'm like, you can't not have thumbs. He goes, yeah, but it would, <laughs> it, would ha- it would, it would cut the recovery time in half. I'm like, no, you're not. Like I, I had to shout him down for that because that's just the mentality. <laughs> but like, it, it's crazy. You see like Jameis Winston's playing with a broken back. Justin Herbert with his pretty hair. He's out there. Like, is he going to yeah. get a rib injection? Like they go through crazy things to go play this game. Teron Armstead's playing with basically one good foot right now. Um, and I do think it's, that it's he's barbaric. Gonna, it's barbaric. barbaric. It, it, it is. is. It's, it's, yeah. it, and, and we love it so much. It's, <laughs> I mean, like, cause if he plays tomorrow, I'm going to be like, Oh, so good. Him versus Burrow. I can't wait for this matchup, but I, I, I'm being greedy because I know that this man does not feel good right now. And how can I expect him after that game, after, after four days of recovery that he's basically supposed to go out there and, and, and perform because, under the national television, he's not going to be given a break. He's going to be so scrutinized for this game. Oh, and you know, Fitzy's waiting, he's waiting, to waiting, licking his Tua, for Tua to come out, struggle a little, right? Because he's a little injured, and then he'll pounce all over him. I mean, exactly. this guy's flipping back and forth, moving the goalposts on how he's uh he's covering Tua. Tobin, you want to hear a hot take? By the way, I haven't seen many people say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need Tua to win this game. Really? Okay. I don't think they you need don't, you don't, to win this game. You think Cincinnati's a fraud? The biggest fraud, bro. I, I, well, just preparing for this, uh, for this pod. I mean, what they beat the Jets? Okay, twenty-seven yep. to twelve. Um, Burrow looked fine, but it's the Jets. Like, he got outplayed by Cooper Rush two weeks ago. Like, are we forgetting about that? They lost to the Steelers, who lost to the Patriots. Uh, like, the Bengals. I'm not saying they're trash. I'm not saying they're frauds this year. Certain teams start out slow, but they haven't figured it out. And because, you know, they put up a couple points, 27 on the Jets, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're going to panic. I mean, Burrow, as you say, Burrow is, I think, tied for the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And yeah. if you haven't noticed, the Dolphins are really good at getting to the quarterback. Right, and, and he's not, and he's not Josh Allen, where like he's not that kind of big, where you cannot right. bring him down. Like he gets his ass kicked during games. I I do feel comfortable. I'm not saying I don't want Tua to play. We both agree we want him to play selfishly, and we both think he's going to play because that's the way these guys are built. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that Dolphins can't go in on Thursday night football, dominate a game with their defense, and beat this Bengals team with Teddy Bridgewater being a game manager. Right. And, uh, and, and Well, I was going to ask you about <laughs> that. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I, I, we'll get to it because I do want to finish on the Burrow thing. But the thing that I think you're right about with him is, yeah, he is definitely – it's it, it, he is a guy who gets sacked a lot. He's also a guy like Tua who likes to extend plays, so he leaves himself susceptible to that. But I think where him and Tua kind of uh, differ is, you know, you know, this guy is not exactly a caretaker of the football. Like he he can be prone to those uh, those picks of trying to make things happen too. like. And um, I think for that, you know, you have a a ball hawking defense, a defense that gets after the quarterback and an offensive line that was supposedly revamped. But seems like the struggles have continued. Yeah, they have absolutely dynamic weapons. I mean, as dynamic in the league. You could probably put them and the Dolphins. You're talking about some of the best, uh, the best two receiving cores maybe in the league together coming up on uh, on Thursday night. But um, yeah, I, I think that they have definitely shown some vulnerabilities that the Dolphins can take advantage of. 
Yeah, and and I mean, I don't think anybody is is afraid of their weapons. I mean, like obviously Jamar Chase is a stud. Boyd had a really good game against the Jets. Uh, he had four receptions, 105 yards, and then Higgins kind of had his best game of the season: five receptions, 93 yards. Um, like they're good those weapons, but no, they're great. I mean, they're great weapons. I can't. I I know as much as I'll. I'll, I'll I'll take a dump on anybody, but that, those weapons are insanely good. They're insane, dude. Right, that, but, but that, feel, that's, that, is, that feel, is a fleet. Now, I will say, the argument for the Dolphins, like, the Dolphins are just, like, pure speed. It's just, like, it's so unbearable to cover. We have seen this now three straight weeks where <laughs> you're not going to get these guys held down for an entire game. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. I'm just riding this high where, like, Cater Cahoo's playing out of his mind. Xavier is. Howard is Xavier Howard, and he's going to be able to neutralize Jamar Chase. And then, you know, Nick Needham will do the Nick Needham thing where he'll play a really good to above, you know, great game. Uh, I was going to say above average, like just a, an above average great game. Um, yeah, like, I'm I'm just riding this high where, where I'm, I'm unable to, to, I guess, approach this rationally because – Man, like we just beat the Bills. You know what I mean, Tobin? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'm being blind. Thursday night football. I, I'm just not afraid of Cincinnati. And again, I could eat my words. Since he can come out, have the best game of their season, and this could be one of those games that turns their season around. And the Dolphins are banged up, and it is what it is, right? You're on the road. You're really not supposed to win this game, but you're not. But I'm not doing fine. the Bills fan thing. I'm not going to make excuses before the game starts. I just think that. What the Dolphins have bought themselves, if they wanted to, is if you wanted to, if there was, with, with there being an extra game now in the season and this being the one on short rest and you took care of your business the first three weeks, if they wanted to do that, I would understand. You don't, yeah. re- you rarely get these NBA like opportunities where you're like, Man, maybe we should just, you know, almost take a break on this one. Now, I, I think that with all we have said about this mentality of the sport, it ain't going to happen. But I do wonder now if it did happen, let's say it did happen, or let's just even say Tua can't go. Like he wakes up, the back's locked up tomorrow. You mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. I have not seen this man be good at football at any point this season. I have not seen him be good in the preseason. I did not see him look good in camp. I did not see him look good in the two passes that he had in this past game. I have seen Skylar Thompson look really, really good. And there's no film on him. And I feel like if Tua was not to play, I feel like they should start Skylar Thompson. If they were, if they were to go into this, and I know that sounds crazy. It's a primetime game. He has never taken a real NFL snap, but I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is any good anymore, dude. And I think that it's, it, I know that's tough to hear because he's loved down here locally. He's a great dude. He's out there in the community. That's all great, but I haven't seen him look a, 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 a single snap good at quarterback so far, either in practice and I, I was at a lot of training camps this year. I did not see him looking in the preseason, and I did not see him looking in those two drives. And so I'm just saying, if Tua Tagovailoa cannot play tomorrow, I think Teddy Bridgewater should remain the backup, and I think they should start Skyler's the limit. Listen, Tobin, nobody has been on the Skyler train longer than I have. First of all, I'll start there. So mm-hmm. I love that you bring this up. And second of all, if there was a coach that had, as Tyreek Hill would say, the Cocojones yep. to do something like this. Start a quarterback when you have a proven backup in the NFL, regardless of how that one series looked. Because let's be real, that was a bad spot for Teddy Bridgewater to it come was. in. So, I, you but know, small... in fairness, that's what he's there for. Like true, he is true. 
I know, but it, you know, like that's that's what Teddy Bridgewater is there for. And I just don't know, dude. I just don't think that Teddy just looks washed to me. Like, I, I think that's just what it is. Like, he's he's a guy who's been through a lot of injuries in his career. And I don't know. He just I just haven't seen a guy look very good at football this I'm, year. I'm, I'm with you, though. But 99 coaches out of 100 would do what? They'd play it safe. Definitely. They'd start the proven backup. And they'd go into Thursday night football again if Tua can't go with the guy who has NFL snaps and has shown you throughout the course of his career, he can win you this type of game. I'm not saying he always will, but he can win you this type of game when the other option is, like you mentioned, a guy who put together a nice highlight reel in the preseason. So good, though. Dude, it was enough to win him a roster spot, though. But Tobin, if there's one guy who has the cojones to do it. Big old wheelbarrow. And not tell anybody until 8.15 tomorrow. It's our guy, McCoachin. I'm with you, man. We'll take a quick break here on the Porpoise Pod. Roll on, give some final thoughts on Thursday night's matchup. Porpoise Pod swims on after this. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Porpoise Pod swimming on here, getting ready for a little Thursday night football, Dolphins and Bengals. Uh, we will uh, bring you a recap episode tomorrow. I will probably be flying solo on that because Solano will be in the air. He'll be on that Dolphins bird on his way home, uh, hopefully flying in safe because the weather is crazy out there for all the South Floridians. If you're not in South Florida, if you're one of our National Dolphins listeners, uh, consider yourself lucky because it's, it's uh, wild times down here right now. But as we uh, as we wind on down, now this is an interesting matchup here, Solana, between uh, Tua Tungabailoa and Joe Burrow because, you know, this guy, he's sitting here and he's like, you know, reminiscing a little bit about his, you know, the Burrow Bowl when he's like mm-hmm. out here and he's like, oh, I had watched Dolphins versus Bengals. That was basically where I was going to go. You know, very full of himself. You know, there's <laughs> Joe Cool. He wears the fur coat. And, you know, it's a bit much so far, if I may, if I may say. What's up with with Burro, by the way? Like, they asked him after they started 0-2 about, you know, people criticizing him on social media. And and his take was that he's deleted all apps off his phone. Right. Like, the guy that tells you he's deleting his Instagram, just, it's, it's, you know, it's a look at me thing, right? Hey, hey, I'm deleting my Instagram. Just, just. Just don't log on or delete it. Don't tell us. Just yeah, say, yeah, I'm not you, paying you attention to that stuff. You could definitely delete an app and still have it active. You don't have to delete your account. And that is, that's a LeBron look at me move. Like LeBron always did the zero dark 30. And by the way, don't forget, he got caught like an ass cheeks back in the day when you could see other people's likes. <laughs> like that would be a feed thing. And there he was, old King James, when he was supposed to be zero dark 30. He was cheeks dark 30. Like he was there and he was like, like it. He's like, look, perfect booty. I think the account was perfect booty. Also, it's just, it's just <laughs> hilarious that LeBron James is looking at that. 
And uh, and then I saw a couple days ago because, you know, Thursday night football, Bengals are wearing all white, which, by the way, if we're going to give them props on anything, the wide receivers, which I, I tried to, you know, to poo-poo them, but their uh, their white Bengals helmet is yeah. is is nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sick. I do like them. I'm jealous. Yeah. I, I I like the Bengals uniforms in general, but that's a cool idea. Like sometimes you go, people reach on these alternate uniforms. I think those are going to look pretty sick. Uh, the Dolphins, I, I the Dolphins are wearing are, are are wearing all aqua. I'm pretty sure, Ooh, which is I'm, like I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to. But Burrow was asked about this, right? About the jerseys. Mm-hmm. He's a young guy, Tobin, and his answer was, "We could play in garbage bags. I don't care." And I just, you know, when did Joe Burrow become Aaron Rodgers? You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, he's too cool for school guy. He doesn't want yeah. to have any fun. He's off social media. He doesn't like uniforms. Like it's Thursday night football, and you have the best, arguably the best jerseys in the NFL, other than the Dolphins throwbacks. Like give us, give us something, Joe Burrow. Give us yeah. something. And Tobin, I'm doing something a little special for you. I'm working behind the scenes here, producing for you behind the scenes. Really? So you've kind of uh, coined this burro thing, this Joe mm-hmm. Burro thing, in Miami, and. Uh, I've already started peppering Jimmy Cephalo and Joe Rose, you know, very nonchalantly just doing the guys, big matchup, uh, two and Joe Burro. <laughs> and I am, I am praying I do this, it enough where a, it'll slip out. It'll slip out on the broadcast at least it'll once. subconsciously leak through. I don't think that's going to work with Joe and Jimmy do <laughs> the way it does where you guys do it with Don Bailey. I think like, I don't feel like they're going to play the game. I'm just saying, you're doing if some little. It's like it's like uh, through osmosis. Like you're just hoping enough <laughs> times it gets through Cephalo's head. He's just like, all right, and there's the pass from Joe Burro. Joe Rose is Joe Rose. His room is literally next to me, and our there's like one of these connector doors. I it's it's locked on the other side, but I will all night just be whispering, Joe Burro, Joe Burro all night. And I, I'm telling you, if we get a burro tomorrow, you are welcome. You are welcome. Dude, I, you have to send me that immediately. And I need to, <laughs> I need to just listen to that over and over and over again. I would love that. Um, but yeah, man, like, look, as much as uh, I'm talking with the, uh, I'd get if the Dolphins are uh, extra cautious with Tua, God, I'd love this matchup. Like I, the idea of it, this is juicy. It is national TV. It writes itself the next day because, look, if Tua does get this win and the Dolphins do get this win, he's always going to be a storyline. Um, you know, I see a lot of these power rankings that came out this week from the pundits, and nobody wants to put the Dolphins above the Bills. A lot of cowards out there, except RG3. Shout out to him. RG3's got the guts. He's out. He's saying they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah. But, you know, everybody else is like, oh, you know, the, they're buying they, – they, they bought into the Bills belly aching, which – I mean, I must have missed the memo where the Bills got to have the benefit of the doubt. I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? Like, everybody's sitting here, and we're just buying the Bills BS. Where, where are their championships? This is not Patrick Mahomes. It is It is wild, right, where they kind of crowned themselves, we talked about it, champions, and the entire media is just running with, well, they're the Bills. They'll be fine. And it's like, hey, hold on a second. Like, what have they done? What, they've made the playoffs a couple years? Yeah, sorry they have to go through Patrick Mahomes. That's the way it works. At least the Bengals beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. They got over that hump. Like, I'm more willing to give the Bengals the benefit of the doubt starting slow. They'll figure things out down the way. And the Bills, who have never been able to get get over that hump. It's weird to me, dude. I don't understand where that that comes from, where they're just allowed to go and 
and get the benefit of the doubt, but we've seen a ton of it. That's definitely been the case uh, going forward with this. Uh, how uh, this, uh, this is one thing that is interesting for the standpoint of, we did see a game this past week where the Dolphins defense played a lot of snaps. So how important do you think it is that this be the game really where the running game breaks out a little bit and controls the ball a little bit more because, you know, this Dolphins defense so far has definitely showed themselves to, to be great at getting pressure, great at coming up with the key turnover. Um, but they are a little bit bend, don't break. They will let drives go long. And so how important do you think it is that the Dolphins go about this and get maybe a bit, a more impressive game from Mostert or Edmonds or somebody just to keep these drives going a little bit? Because we still really haven't seen that run game be probably what we thought it would be. There's still a lot of the same struggles from last year. Even though I think they're more capable in some certain key spots, we, we haven't had those drives that have just kept going and going and going. Yeah, I mean, other than when you think of the run game, other than late in that Ravens game to set up the game-winning touchdown pass to Waddle, I think it was Edmonds who had the big run yeah, yeah. to put them into the red zone. Um, other than that, like you can't really point to another influential run this season, right? Like something that really mattered. Um, I think you're right. I think they've been better than we've seen in the past. But like when you think of guys like Kalen Balaj, you know, like you're setting the bar real low there right. um, to, to overcome it. But isn't it weird, Tobin? Like to me, it's been one of the the, the weirdest parts of this season, other than starting 3-0, other than taking out Belichick, Harbaugh, and McDermott and 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 beating the Bills in the way that they did it by by having a third less plays in the game. It's been kind of the lack of of run game. And, and we all kind of thought McDaniel was going to come in here and that was going to be I don't want to say the key to the offense, but a, a focal point, certainly. Well, and, yeah. uh, and, and we and get to that it, point, it too, where it's, yeah, it hasn't been. And then the thing you think to that, <laughs> you know, we're all laughing about it right now, which you should. A dude gets his, a football punted into his ass. That's funny, especially when you win. But what was a little bit concerning about it is you're up against that spot where you are at the goal line and you really didn't feel like you got any push. And, and they've had a couple of these issues. I think Engold has shown an ability on those direct snaps to kind of push the line a little bit. But when you're in those spots of like, you know, on the goal line, backed up like that, you really do need a couple of runs to give to us some breathing room. And he's also not the most physically imposing guy to push the, the line himself. In fact, that's where apparently the ankle injury came from was on the QB keeper. So I think that's what I, I find concerning is like if they really do need to push, even Zonk was laughing about this. He's like, a pitiful blind push, even if it was a great win. <laughs> and, you know, I think people will look at that and say, oh, enough. Just give the ball to Waddle and Tyreek. But I do find it uh, a little concerning that we're in this spot now where if the Dolphins truly need a couple of yards, do you feel good? About I feel better almost at the Dolphins in third and 22 than I do at third and two. And, and what's been able to mask their – I don't want to say inability to convert on third down because it hasn't been bad, but Tobin, we've se we're seeing a lot of what the, what we've seen over the past couple of years, those third and ones, third and twos, and they don't get it. And no. what's been masking that issue is that the Dolphins on first and 10 had been one of the more efficient offenses, not only being able to pick up the first seven or eight yards, but even I saw some, I should have written it down, a chart where the Dolphins are at the top of the league in converting on first and 10, converting a first down. 
which is insane. Like that's something we've never seen before. The same way we've never seen them convert third and longs. It just mm-hmm. didn't happen. You, you'd run a draw play with Adam Gase. So it's a lot of new optics we're seeing here with this offense where it's almost hard to, to, to fathom that it's a, it's a Miami Dolphins <laughs> offense that's converting these plays. But I'm with you, man. Like to me, it's less about the yardage at the end of the game. And it's more about key runs in certain situations of the game it's third and two. You have to be able to extend those drives. You just have to, because if not, you're killing your defense. You saw it in the second half against the Patriots. I know that was three games ago, but there were a lot of situations where the Dolphins, if they were able to just get those extra two, three yards, it would have set them up um, or, or set their defense, let their defense rest and, uh, and keep those drives going. Yeah, because the Dolphins' defense isn't going to change its identity. They are going to be who they are. They are going to be, I think, a team that does let drives go a little bit longer because they do like to take those home run cuts. They do like to send blitzes and any decent quarterback, and they faced a lot of them early on between Lamar, Josh, and now Boothro, um, is going to you know can take advantage of those blitzes at certain times. And I think that keeps those drives going and keeps them out there. Now, the conditions won't be as hellacious, certainly, with uh, playing in 50-degree football weather or 45-degree weather, but it is a quick turnaround, you know, and so you don't – and we're in week four, so you don't want to keep going to this situation where it's like by the time we get to the second half of the season, these guys are, are completely toast. Um, so I do think it's an important thing. Um, you know, I, I think that right now this is maxed because, you know, the Dolphins and Tua – and the receivers have shown, hey, you really can put us in any spot and we'll come through with the home run ball when we need to, which is great. I don't think people expected that. I think people probably thought the opposite, that this was going to be Mike McDaniel coming in here, scheming a way to get a run game going, a lot of yak, a lot of spread the football. And that's been the case certainly in the passing game with the short passes, but that run game hasn't gotten going yet, thankfully. This uh, the the Dolphins' big playability, I think, has come along a lot faster than people thought it would. Yeah, and their 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 I guess chemistry between Tua and Tyreek, and then their ability to just get Waddle into open spaces. Like, man, I wasn't yeah. expecting it to look this good this quickly. Um, and I guess a lot of the running game, it also it's it's less. Um, how how can I put it? It's it's less concerning. When you can just throw the ball to Tyreek Hill on That's first and ten, and, yeah, and it's definitely. fine, you know that that, that, that works too. Yeah, no, absolutely, and especially like you look back at the Ravens game where they targeted Waddle nineteen times. I'm cool with that. Like if we want to, we don't, you know, as you know, McDaniel's genius move can be. I'm just going to give my fastest guys the football all the time. Yeah, I can. I'm cool with that. I'm just. I I do think that this is something that uh, may have to get established. By the way, before we get out of here. Uh, did you see Mike McDaniel or did you hear Mike McDaniel uh, say in his press conference how uh, Tua just called him up out of the blue at 1045 at night? Uh, adorable. You know, like, and he's just like, I'm just checking on you. And that's what the back end goes. I just want to, I just want to know how you're doing. What a guy, you know, like this, this Tua just calling and checking on his coach. You know, that was never, you think he ever tried that with Flores and it just got sent to voicemail? Oh, for sure. For sure. Flo, Flo saw it was Tua, sent it to voicemail and would text him you good question mark like everything okay <laughs> oh i'll get what's, that from dude i'll get that from uh, i'll get that from our boss uh len all the time like i'll text him and he'll just be like on a call I'm like, <laughs> all right fine you know just just send me the voicemail i don't need you to send the follow-up text and then he'll never call me back he's also but, he's also like if you call him two times in a row i don't know if you ever tried this with our boss if you call him twice in a row and he didn't answer he'll call you frantic 
everything okay? You called oh, me wow. twice in a row. Like, yeah, just text me. You're on the other line. It's okay. Like, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have called you twice in a row. I thought you missed the call. Maybe I will try that move. I haven't tried that move yet, but that's a, yeah. that's, that's some good insight from you. All right, Solana, listen, enjoy. Uh, I'm sorry you're stuck in Ohio, but enjoy the game. Um, we will uh, talk to you later on in the week. And uh, man, it just uh, I'm not ruling out four zero, man. Why? Like this is after the two wins they just had. I find this to be lesser competition, even though they were in the Super Bowl last year. They definitely are going through their struggles, and if this team remains undefeated. That's uh, it. Just seems like uh, the the crazy ride's gonna get even nuttier down here. If they if they go in four and Tobin, uh, I mean four and zero. Oh, playoffs are like not. It's not even a question anymore, right? I mean that's oh that's, yeah. I mean that'd be some kind of collapse if they weren't able to do this, especially with the schedule that's coming up. Right. Uh, that'd be pretty well. I think they'll definitely be and they'll definitely be in a, a week in there where NFL happens and something dumb happens. It'll probably be like the Texans week or something like that. But um. <laughs> But no, like if you start off four and zero for what everybody was talking about, this being one of the most uh, hellacious gauntlets that people had to go through. I mean, dude, yeah, you're setting your you're sitting real pretty if you come out of this with a W. And yeah. uh, I can't I can't wait to rub it in Ryan Fitzpatrick's stupid bearded face. I really yeah. can't. Yeah, I he really can't, can't eat Skyline chili, right? It's just all gonna it's all gonna stick there. Probably, right he probably, the, uh, you know, he probably shows up there, drinks it through a straw or something. You know, look <laughs> at me, Ooh, show pony. Hate that guy so All much. Right. All right, All right man. Uh... Enjoy the trip. Safe travels. And uh, Porpoise Pod will be back uh, with a game recap after Thursday night football. We love you guys.